Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Hey, people out there in podcast land. Welcome back to another episode of Renegade Rules. This is Jeff Johnson on the phone. I've got Heather Shoemaker. How are you doing, Heather? I'm doing well. How are you? I am. I could not be better, I don't think. I mean, possibly. It could not be winter. We got like uh, 12 and a half inches of snow the other day, and that kind of oh, harshed kind of harshed my oh, mellow lucky. but but the dog was happy yeah it's it's all good so what are we talking about today well first i have to speak up for snow because you're talking to a snow lover here and we had four and a half feet of snow recently and then it all melted and i was so sad so um we have only about a foot left. four four and a half feet yeah uh. and they finally closed schools at four and a half feet but they didn't <laughs> close schools at four feet <laughs> They just needed a couple more inches. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I kind of dig the snow. I just, yeah, I, I like. got to dig the snow. Yeah, exactly. And dig it. I like playing in it. The whole digging it kind of, I, I don't know. But um, I, I like to share that with, uh, with my buddy Lee, who's got the big plow on his truck that comes and does my driveway for me. And I like to share my love of snow with people because <laughs> people keep giving snow a bad rap. And what we're talking about, if you haven't figured it out yet, we keep dropping the sharing word. We're going to dive into sharing today, the and so, topic of sharing. Where do we start? Well, I think um, starting with just that we want to share this information, meaning um, it's coming from inside. We have a, a desire to share, and I think that's the first thing that we as grown-ups need to understand or remember is that sharing is not something that's imposed by outside forces like a mom, a dad, a teacher, it's something that comes from inside. And if it doesn't, it's not really sharing. It's sort of redistribution of resources. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we got to do a, a quick visit to the, to the grandkids uh, last week and uh, went out to lunch with our daughter and them. And uh, I, I had a grand time watching one-year-old Riker share his, his meal with his mama um, he, she, she, she really didn't need the soggy, baby drool-soaked French fries that he was offering up. But it was just this this desire of him, of his, to uh, to uh, to to share this thing that he had with his mama, and he's trying to put uh, fries and and bits of chicken into her mouth, and and uh, I mean, it's something that he's been getting from her his whole life, and and so he's just got this drive to 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 share with her as well. Yeah, well, when you go back and visit him again, when he's a little bit older, we usually <laughs> notice changes, because I think all of us marvel at, oh, this so this innocent little child, these babies who like to give their toys to us or give their food to us, even if it's drooled on, and we think, oh, they're so angelic, and they have such a good heart, and... That's just something babies do to interact with us. Because <laughs> we, we pay attention to them? Sweet, but don't get too starry-eyed about it. it they um, they might, might outgrow it? They might, might change? It might evolve? What? It, 
It changes, yeah. And it, it changes because of um, the developing brain. Um, some kids may continue to do that. You may get the gift of soggy french fries for years. <laughs> <laughs> but most kids start to um, have different ideas of ownership and control as they hit toddler age and beyond. And that's completely normal and natural, and it doesn't mean they don't have a kind heart, but it means that um, they are understanding the world differently, and they need our support as they continue their moral development. Um, a child who will not share a toy is not an evil, amoral person. But we often react as if they are. We usually have a big reaction if a child does not let another kid particularly um, use a toy that they're busy using. And that starts at a really early age. I hear on the, the Facebook and the social media from, from people wondering, hey, hey Jeff, how do, how do we get the, uh, the two-year-olds in my, in my toddler room to, to share? And the response is, you, you, you don't? I mean... <laughs> You don't, and you wait <laughs> yeah. for some time to go by. But really, th- that that age group is is an age group that is going to you know say mine um, and claim ownership to everything. Look up at the moon and the sky and say my moon. Yeah, you know everything belongs to them. Everything's centered on them. Not a hundred percent. And they, they might try, and they might try to shove a soggy French fry in your mouth once in a while. They, you might still get a French fry, um, but. The adult expectations tend to get very misplaced um, around this age group and, and all through preschool and, and so on. Uh, was we expect kids, young kids, to share as soon as they can walk. It's just this, um, why you know, be nice and share. Share with your friends. Um, you're not being nice. I'm gonna. Um, you've had it a long time. I'm gonna take it away from you and give it to Joey. Or setting timers with kids who are so young they don't even know what a clock is. Um, or kids who do know what a clock is but don't really fathom what it means and what five minutes means. Yeah, and I, th- so I think we- this ex- this expectation grows, especially with uh, with uh, younger children that are more verbal. This expectation to share grows with with those children. We we in our minds we make them more grown up than they are, and and that comes along with the baggage of this expectation, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think that the adults are are really, uh, first of all, we give ourselves a break. We're trying for all the right things. We're we're trying to promote a kind child who will be nice to other people and have friends and and enjoy life and get on with other people um, and and be respectful and nice to others around around her. So these are are good motivating factors. Mm -hmm. We're trying to raise a good child and trying to help kids fit into society and be polite and kind to people and even a step before that being aware of other people being aware that somebody else exists yeah (laughs) and that they're standing right next to you and that they might want something um getting that kind of awareness is a big step for some kids they're in their own little world and they may not even notice that somebody's standing right next to them drooling over the truck that they have in their hands (laughs) What, literally drooling. <laughs> literally drooling. What should our expectations be then for well the different age groups? Let's start with that that two and under age group. What should our what are realistic expectations to have if we're going to talk about managing our expectations when it comes to sharing? Yeah, one expectation is that they, um, barring any major accidents, they will get older over time. Um, 
we should assume that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good assumption. And that it's okay for some of that to come and wait and develop. Um, another expectation is at some point that child will be done holding that object. Mm-hmm. It may not be on our time frame. It may not be on the time frame of the child who's hovering right next to them. But at some point in the next millennium, that child will be done playing with that object. Maybe even sooner. Maybe even sooner than the next (laughs) millennium. It could be the next second. But if we make it an issue and start insisting that they give it up that moment or in in the five magic five-minute moment, um, if we insist that they give it up, then they might, the, the issues change, and then they might have a need for control and a need to feel safe by keeping what they were playing with. So their need to hold on to it might actually get longer because they're feeling this pressure to give it up. Yeah, the, the grasp on the, uh, the, the stuffed monkey gets tighter. And I, w- I would wager that a, a 26-month-old who's holding on to the, the stuffed monkey and doesn't want to share with the uh, 28-year-old, 28-year-old, 28-month-old standing next to them, I would, I would wager that by the time they turn four years old, uh, both of them have played with the stuffed monkey as, as, as often as each, and uh, maybe they've even moved on to other things by then. It's, it's not going to be a battle that goes on for, uh, for a long time. Right. And I think another thing we need to remember about, especially this very youngest age group, is that they don't have a lot of information. They know that they're holding the stuffed monkey or the truck or whatever it is, and they know that they're busy doing something with it. They're playing. They're engaged. Um, They don't know if they give it up, if they'll ever get it back again. Mm -hmm. They don't know if the other child will um, play with it in a way that it comes back in the same shape? Will the monkey have two eyes when it comes back again? They don't have a lot of basic information. Um, So, and this goes for even preschoolers, sometimes just giving them information. This monkey lives at school, and I know it will be here every day. Um, And um, Joey's not going to take it home with him. Mm -hmm. You know, this monkey will be here again. Sometimes... Saying those uh, bits of information helps the child relax and realize, oh, okay, this is not the end of the monkey. It's just that the monkey would be in Joey's hands for a while. So sometimes um, realizing from an adult point of view how much they don't know is so enlightening to understand why they may be holding on to it so desperately. Yeah, I mean... And that can also happen um, in a child's home if a child comes to visit, and then they want to play with one of the the, um, home kids' own toys, there's often a lot of fear um, that they're going to take it away and walk out the door with it. Yeah. Uh, So there's there's a lot there that when we step back and observe, we can can unpack some of this stuff and kind kind of see what's going on. And so one of the things that we maybe don't need to do in these situations is is rough rush in and be the be the sharing police um which right. which tends to happen with with parents and and with caregivers i think yeah and we we impose our own views of what's fair and what's not and we're very caught up in in doing what's fair and what's right but we're thinking often at that adult level mm-hmm. so if um, keeping a toy when another child has expressed an interest in it is not the mark of a, a selfish kid, 
Um, it's a busy kid, a kid who's engaged playing with something. So you don't have to have that judgment saying, oh, that kid is so mean or so selfish, never shares his toys, that sort of thing. Um, but that's a kid who's busy doing something. So let's be respectful and allow him to keep doing it. It's a different twist, a different look at it. Yeah, and if if that's not... I mean, if that's a new idea to you, it's going to take some some getting used to. Letting go of those those moral judgments is is a is a real hard thing to do. Uh, I did a presentation uh, with with Dan Hodgins uh, not too long ago, and that's one of the things that he really urges us to do is not to be making moral judgments about these developmental issues, which which in so many ways we get we get stuck stuck right. doing. Right. And with these youngest kids, um, they, we can also help them stand up for themselves. Um, you know, it's never too young to teach kids that they can set a limit on, some, on, on a peer without needing to cry for mom or dad or the teacher. Um, we don't have to be dragged in as the judge and the jury all the time, which a lot of <laughs> parents spend a lot of their time and their headaches dealing with who had which toy first. Um, but if you let the child who's busy playing with the toy continue their play until they're done, and if you've seen a kid who's done, they're done when they're done. They yeah. just drop it and walk away, and they're completely, they don't care anymore. Um, and it's that moment that um, you can have them actually remember that Joey was waiting and say, oh, yeah, he wanted to play with that. And a two-year-old might not be able to do this, but you can say the words and demonstrate yourself and eventually at three and four they should be able to run over to joey and say here hey i'm done with the uh, monkey that's the moment they feel that joy of giving and they see the smile on the other child's face and they feel the smile inside of themselves and that's so key that's the goodness the feeling of sharing is that golden glow and you can't teach it it has to be felt from the inside uh, that's yeah, I'm trying to think of something to add to it, but that's uh, that's a pretty pretty perfect way to look at it. Um, well, and I was also saying about standing up for yourself. The um, the young child, maybe they're nonverbal or, or barely verbal, except screaming "no" and "mine," yeah, <laughs> um, which which has its uses. But to have even teach a two year old how to put up a hand, like a stop sort of hand, mm -hmm. in a strong position, and maybe even take a strong stance, and and they can do it non-verbally to say, I'm not done yet. And if you, the adult, are nearby, you can be saying, I can see that Phoebe's not done yet. Her hands are still on that toy. She's still busy with it. Uh -huh. When she's done, you can have a turn. And really, kids as young as two, I don't think it works much younger than two, but kids as young as two can get this that the rules of sharing are really turn-taking, and a child can be have a, a turn as long as she wants until she's all done. And when she's all done, then it's the next kid's turn. But you have to be prepared that time is very fluid here and that a two-year-old's sense of time or a five-year-old's sense of time is not going to match what the adult thinks <laughs> is the right time period. It could be two seconds. It could be two hours. In some cases, it could be two days. Yeah, yeah. And, and but if you're fine with that, then you have to be able to stick up. If you're going to say our rule is 
um, you can keep playing with it till you're all done, you have to stick with that because they're going to test you to see if you really mean it. Yeah, and, and as adults, I think we need to realize that them just holding on to the thing is not them being done because what I and I'm, I'm sure I've done it my, myself uh, sometimes is is the the kid is just holding it. Well, you're 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 not playing with it. You're just holding it. You're you're done. And no, no, they're not. If if, if they're they've still got contact with it, they're they're even if it's just them exerting their power over the thing, they're they're still engaged with it. So they they are in fact not done until they're done. Right. And kids will be done at some point. I think that's the leap of trust that we uh, adults who have amnesia about childhood, what it was really like to be three years old and have something taken out of your hands by your parent or your teacher and say, I'm going to give this to so-and-so, you've had it long enough. We forget what that felt like. But it feels awful to have something taken away from you. And if it's taken away from you and somebody calls that sharing, well... Sharing just got a bad name. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, Heather, let's wrap this one up right here and come back in uh, the next episode and talk more about, about sharing. We, we got more to share about sharing, don't we? We do, because sharing is such a hot topic that I think I wrote two or three chapters about it in the book and named the book It's Okay Not to Share. So there's a lot to dig into. Hope you stick with us to the next episode. Hey, we'll be back with more Renegade Rules in a little bit. We hope you tune in. We hope you share the show if you like it. And, uh, and we hope you keep listening. Get a hold of us on the, on the Facebooks or on the emails or on the interwebs uh, in general if you have questions or comments. Thanks for listening. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.